Welcome to Oster. Welcome back to Fishtown Local, podcast number 28. I want to thank my engineer, Jim Capillo, and I want to welcome my guest, author, speaker, and Gloucester political person, Joe Ann Hart. Welcome. Hello, Gordon. How are you? I'm fine. Now, are you not originally from Gloucester, are you? No. Where are you no, from? I'm, uh, I've been here since 1979, but um, I was born in the Bronx, grew up in New York, and then met my husband yes. in Colorado, where we moved here together in 1979. Well, there you go. So are you a Yankee fan, if you're from uh, the Bronx? Yes, my grandfather lived right down the street from okay. Yankee Stadium. And you haven't converted? Um, not really, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm sympathetic if nobody else is playing. But, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And my well, father's team was the Mets, so sympathetic. Oh, okay. So, so you have written several books, one of which became a focus uh, that uh, got you invited to a Frankfurt, Germany conference. Tell us about your recent trip. Uh, it was Berlin. Uh, it was the International Literature Festival in Berlin. And um, so they, it, it's a big festival with two to three hundred authors. But I was a part of a section of it that they do every year where they combine the humanities and science. And this year is uh, the year of the oceans. So uh, they so they found me because I, I do a lot of work with um, humanities and sciences because with everybody doubting, you know, climate change skeptics, it, science maybe hasn't done as good a job as it could have, you know, in getting its message out, and that we need people to sort of interpret these dry research papers and make them accessible in terms of literature. Is client, skept client uh, change skepticism as big in Europe as here? Oh, it's not in evidence at all oh, in Europe. I yeah. mean, no, these in Europe, they are science believers, uh, but um, they, this program was set up because they understand that uh, America is um, is a climate skeptic. Yes. We have a climate change skeptic in the White House. And so they are very worried about it because, um, you know, the rest of the world is uh, gets the fallout from mm -hmm. the American excess. And were you on a panel or were you presenting? I was on or? a panel of... Um, for, well, for one, for the book Float, it was just they had a German actor read a little bit of the book oh. in German, translated into German. And, and that the, is your book. That's my book, Float. Yep, float. And so then we discussed it with um, the moderator, just asked me questions and interpreted questions from the audience who are uh, mostly non-English speakers because in Berlin, they grow up, uh, They most of them grew up with uh, Russian as their second language, not English as mm -hmm. their second language. Oh. So English is not as widespread in Berlin as it is elsewhere in Europe. Wow, so you were a true big shot. You had a translator. I had a translator. Wow. And so, and then the second panel was that they, I was paid to write a story just for the uh, festival based on science and the oceans, a piece of fiction. So I wrote a short story. The parameters also included uh, it had to uh, follow the the Odyssey too the, the, for uh, for cohesiveness. So all the nine stories would have some cohesiveness. So I chose um, 
coral reefs. So I wrote a piece of fiction about coral reefs and uh, set that in ba- way back in June. And it was translated into, again, into German. And the uh, and, and a German actor uh, read it. And then the panel was not just me, but uh, me and a scientist. Um, and then the moderator, mm-hmm. who did a lot of translating. So, um, you know, this, this, the scientist and I discussed the science in the short story. Mm-hmm. So, Did they read your book to get to you? I presumably so. Yeah, I, I don't know, actually, how they found me. Yeah. An invitation just arrived in the mail one day. The sample I read had that gigantic plastic ball mm-hmm. forming up by the end right. of the book and mm-hmm. coming in like one of those things in the middle of the Pacific Ocean where it's a, yeah. an island of trash. Right. So, so th- that's actually a misunderstanding about the plastic gyre is not an island. You can't really see it. Uh, you see some plastic trash. It's more of a soup the size of Texas, and uh, it, that's far more dangerous than uh, just the plastic trash floating around in it. The soup is when the plastic breaks down into single cells. Um, oh. It breaks down to a cellular level, but not a molecular level. And so the problem is that it's at cellular level the same exact size as a plankton, which is the basis of the entire food chain. So as things eat the, these single-cell molecules sinking their plankton, and then they absorb the plastic or die. And the plastic in, in, at uh, bio-intensity, as it moves up the food chain, it's more and more. And now, you know, they've just recently found uh, plastic, these, you, you cannot see them except under a microscope. This isn't the microplastics that's referred to in uh, facial scrubs. This is a cellular level, and so you, you don't see it except for under an intense microscope. And they are have found it in tap water across oh. the country. So it's everywhere now. We don't know what the ramifications are of that, that we are absorbing plastic. Um, it's been around too recently. We don't know, but it can't be good. But, um, so, but the plastic ball you were talking about is a different thing, and that's mostly fishing line and fishing gear. Right. We're going to see a lot of those wash yeah. up. Uh, with all the hurricanes lately, yeah. because they are, they drag along the bottom mm. of the ocean just, and they as they drag along, they are gathering up sea mammals and turtles and ah. living things, and and they're destroying the coral. And then once in a while, these giant balls of plastic and Come dead ashore. animals <laughs> yeah. uh, washed ashore. Well, after, you remember after the perfect storm in 1991, right. yeah. mm-hmm. and that one off the breakwater yep. was gigantic. Yep. I think the Coast Guard actually ripped it out because it was just blocking yeah. the harbor and just right. a bunch of them came yes. up on and the beach. And we will see some of them soon. Oh, wow. The, well, the I guess a lot of these guys went out and uh, and women went out and removed their traps before this series of storms uh, for that very reason. Yeah. These are generally uh, balls made of long lines mm. way out in the ocean right. that are, you know, that, that are miles long. And uh, they break and then they become yeah. just death traps, death yeah. nets, death death lines and they just float out there until they find more plastic to combine with and they pull it's a, a biggest killer of whales um the whales either eating plastic or getting caught in 
plastic line. Unbelievable. Now, the subcellular level, do people, when they have autopsies of mm. islanders in the Pacific or yeah. Pago Pago, do they show elevated plastic levels? Um, well, the bird, they've all, they're not doing autopsies of humans yeah. looking for plastic. Humans right. are probably not ingesting no. plastic bags. Right, or salt water. <laughs> or if they could be. Uh, our, our plastic that's entering our bodies now is... You know, on a cellular level, it would have to be a specific. They'd have to be looking for it. Or if you've eaten a fish. But every single, yeah, so you open up a fish, and the fish guts are now almost always full of plastic. Wow. And and seabirds, always full of plastic. And the trouble is they can't tell the difference, and they feed it to their chicks. And so it's whole generations of chicks just dying in the nest now of uh, bits and pieces of plastic that the that the birds collect. They think think they're doing the right thing for their children and they're killing them. Unbelievable. So what is coming up uh, writing-wise for you? Or you have Mm -hmm. books on the stove, as they Uh, say? What do I I have right now? Um, So, yes, I've been working on uh, a play uh, that is also environmentally based that... um, that based on hoarding with environmental undertones oh. to it, uh, that, you know, it's just one of the biggest problems is that we all have too much stuff and uh, the earth can't really take the the impact of all yeah. that stuff, especially since all that stuff gets thrown away. Mm. So, you know, part of the thing uh, about climate change and climate change issues is climate justice. I mean, how it's the uh, less developed countries that, that are taking the big hit for our excess. And now we're saying, you know, well, no, everybody's got to stop producing so much, but they haven't even barely started. Mm-hmm. So it's how to get everybody sort of on a level playing field, and it's all very difficult. Well, your first play, or second play, because I mm-hmm. saw it at Gloucester Stage Company on one of their Never Dark Nights, uh, was uh, Shisha? The one uh, about yeah, the Darwin's snake Basement. The, yeah, yeah, Darwin's yeah, Basement. Yeah. No, Sorry. that was done yeah. with the uh, Gloucester Stage people, yeah. but at Rocky Neck Culture. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that, no, that's the one still I'm working on. Oh, that is the yeah. hoarder play. Yes, because yeah, that, that had the, more than undertones. Yes. That was the, yes, uh, that, is that the was a really well done one. Yeah. That was, uh, I think you attracted there. Yeah, so and I'm thinking, I'm taking notes on a prequel for that. Oh. And uh, expect to do perhaps a trilogy. Is the father alive in the prequel? Yes. Yeah, he has to be, because he just disappeared in that. That is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And what else do you do in Gloucester? Are you a political person? Are you a... Uh, well, you know, I do what I can. Community work. Um, A part of the... um, and social justice work. Part of the festival, the uh, International Literature Festival, was um, they start it every year with some a, a worldwide public reading, and so um, this. So I offered to do one in Gloucester. So we had the uh, right before I left. I think it was September sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, we had I organized uh, the public reading at City Hall of the UN Declaration of Human Rights mm. because um, everybody's forgetting. I saw that too. That was like a who's who of Gloucester. It, it was, sure was. It was uh, really well attended. and In the rotunda. So it gave it a rotunda. really nice sort of circular United yeah. Nations kind of feel. Yeah. In fact, Safathia, our yeah. mayor, mm-hmm. she led it off, as yeah, I recall. And great. man, did she set the tone. She yeah. was like, no laggards, no, no. late entrances. She was like yeah. a Marine. And uh, another thing that I've 
I've been doing this past year is um, organizing postcard writing workshops to um, through the Gloucester Writers' Center, and the uh, the reading, the worldwide reading was through the Gloucester Writers' Center, too, of which I'm an active member. And um, Were you a founder? Uh, no, I wasn't a founder, right, okay. no. But I was on the board for a number of years, yeah. and now I just help out doing uh, the college essay program that's right. starting up Coming soon up. at the yeah. high school. But um, also this postcard thing, every once in a while, we, we do workshops at the Writers' Center on how to write to your congressional representative or any politician and to just um, what the parameters are of writing a letter and, or postcard and what to say and who to direct what issue to if you're unhappy about something. Mm -hmm. um, that you see going around you, who is responsible for what. And uh, right now, yes, we're getting ready for um, at the Writers' Center next week on the 27th. At the Writers' Center at 7.30, we'll be having a, um, a, a group meeting about uh, helping out that tutoring college essays for the seniors at Gloucester High School. So we'll be meeting with the librarian, Samantha, who um, helps run it, and it's at the library uh, tutors. You don't have to be a writer. You have mm -hmm. to be a good reader and listener. And we read drafts of the, um, the seniors' uh, college essays because mm -hmm. they're a critical part of getting into college. It's the only part of the application where the uh, admission officers can actually hear their voice. Mm -hmm. And so we help them you know, shape that voice. What are some of the biggest problems they face? The, uh, the right, the students. The I mean, students. overcoming. I mean. Oh, well, the the biggest thing is just being too vague. Yeah. So what we do is try to help them be very specific. It can't be like I've got the greatest mom in the mm. world. It's got to be all the specific That's things it. that she has done and sacrificed so that you are even in a position to be going to college right now. So yeah, so just do the basic writer thing of just being uh, specific. Yeah, some mm -hmm. kid writers that I've seen, and heard, they write as if they were talking. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can be yeah. not yeah. English, as they right. say, but when it comes to writing. It, but sometimes it's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. We want them to be a you know, natural, voice. natural yeah. voice, not what they think that the uh, college admissions officers want to hear. You know, the stiff, formal um, format, but it, it, we want it to be their voice while still being grammatical mm -hmm. and uh, within the realms of decency. How important is it for a student writer with that to be different, to mm -hmm. stand out as, even if it's not grammatically perfect, mm -hmm. it stands out as, I mean, does that help? or If it's not grammatically perfect, uh, perfect. Uh, it had better be clear to yeah. the reader that they are doing that on purpose. Okay. You know, right. incomplete sentences yeah. or what you, whatever it is, it had better be clear from the level of the writing that they know the rules and are choosing to break mm -hmm. them. Do you ever get feedback on, since you've been doing this for a while? A long you? time. Yeah. Do you ever get feedback on, oh, here's my record, uh, that uh, here are 28 people who mm -hmm. wrote back and said, oh, I'm having a great time in, uh, in college and because of my yeah. writer's program. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 we, it's not They don't like do that. that they, yeah. Every once in a while, a parent will say, oh, my kid got into Dartmouth. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, but it's we are we are pretty anonymous. You know, we don't the kids don't even yeah. know our names. We yeah. are it's like a 
brothel. We sit in the uh, library and the kids come in with their drafts <laughs> and sit down across from us and we talk and they get up and the next kid comes in. And Is it like down. a brothel because they choose which one of you they want to sit Often, with? Often, yeah, <laughs> or just who's available yeah. at the time. And who is available? Who are some of the people? Is it like local writing stars, Yes, yeah, so, you know, people, not necessarily stars, but, um, uh, you know, local pe- people interested in literature and mm-hmm. wanting to help and, and feel as if they um, could do a good job of editing. I remember Erica Funkhauser told me she had done it. And oh, Erica I had call done her it. a star. And, yes, she is. Uh, MJ Boylan. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, Gordon Baird okay. has, has done, right. it. Yep. done it. And yes. the kids seem to love him. Yeah, because yep. they tell him what they want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. no, I'm kidding. No. I'm actually pretty tough on him because I try to get them to yeah. make sure they don't just yeah. do pap. Yeah, that, right. as you said, and, uh, and, and Pat Earl. You know, Pat Earl. Oh, yes, that's right. She loves this program, too. Well, back to the writing your senator part Mm -hmm. and your representative. Mm -hmm. I I, I suppose I don't want to put my overprint on it, but I have always felt since we have such Mm -hmm. um, representatives that already are on the side that we're exposing, that it isn't worth it. Yeah. Because it's so, yeah, you're preaching to the choir. Is that true? Um, You've got to write. Uh, whether or not or call them or whatever it is you want to con- however you want to contact them uh, even if you know that they are uh, already um, you know no, de- like Elizabeth Warren yeah. and Ed Markey right, are right. But, but, that, yeah. but they're you know against you know that they're for keeping the Affordable Care Act right. and you know or, you already know that yeah. because they've signed but you have got to call you've got to write you've got to tell them I'm with you you know because they need to be able to say to uh, to uh, to people that if the calls are just pouring yeah. in the, yeah. the the postcards we got to stack up. I mean everybody and you know, to write your personal story so that they can say that I've got constituents who without health care mm-hmm. you know that they'll be on the street or mm-hmm. you know they you need to really be. Um, be on it, even mm-hmm. with people. Yes, because usually say. representatives vote their state first, yeah. and they look at it. Even now in this debate about mm-hmm. the health care, they're right. saying, "Well, what does it mean to Alaska, right. or what does it mean to Ohio mm-hmm. before they will will vote?" Right. Well, that is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, what else do you do? Are you a? Uh, I heard a rumor about some animals. Animals, yeah. So um, we uh, we meaning me and my husband. Uh, keep a few rescue animals at the farm. We take in, um, right now we have a donkey, two pigs, a goat, and some chickens. <laughs> and um, they are our joy, and it, but a lot of work, but they also produce a lot of manure for the garden. Yeah. So it's a, You don't eat them. Uh, often when you take in a rescue animal, um, Officially, you you sign a contract. <laughs> so we have contract with the the donkeys, so, which came from Save Your Ass Donkey Rescue. I love that. That intake a contract says that we won't sell them for glue, for, for, for glue, <laughs> yeah. and that we won't use them for donkey baseball, which is apparently a thing. A basketball, I think. And and there is basketball oh, okay. as well. Yeah, so, yeah. but donkey baseball yeah. had come first. And the yeah. one one of the pigs we have a contract for that we can't really? eat and. But we would never eat no. these pigs. And are they f- stars? The pigs are they the mm-hmm. stars of the barnyard? Or are they, they are reticent? The, yeah, they're very the human. Yes. The oh, okay. <laughs> so you couldn't eat them even if you wanted to. No, but, but somehow I still managed to eat other pork. So I don't know how mm. that works. Yeah. Well, uh, you eat the eggs, obviously, from and the, the eggs chickens. And the chickens. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. And yeah. we just had a big. 
uh, problem with weasels, who oh. I thought were so cute before they started mm-hmm. killing the chickens, wow. the varmints. Yeah, weasels have a bad uh, reputation, but they're sort of cute in their own way, they're aren't really they? Kind cute. of like a ferret or and something. Got, yeah, the cute little face. And when we first saw them, oh, isn't that sweet? They're here to get the rats, and then they got the rats, and then went after the yeah. chickens. So why do you have animals? Just the sort of calming effects mm-hmm. and just living with them as uh, Because when uh, I moved into uh, this family house, family summer house, it already had the um, outbuildings. It had the barns. Everything was all set up. It was had been a working farm. Working outhouse, too? Uh, no, no, not okay. that was long right, ago. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought it was, you know... There it was, and the animals came. They followed you home, as they say. Yeah, Yeah. As did the the tractor, (laughs) which is my husband's great love of his life. Besides you, of course. Yeah. 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 Okay. And I have heard tell that you were also a dory rower Mm -hmm. out there, as authentic in Gloucester Harbor as can be. Yep. Um, uh, I used to own a dory for many years. Um, I competed briefly. Uh, with the d- local dory committee, mm-hmm. and it's just a wonderful way to get out in the water. I'm still a mm-hmm. member of the International Dory Committee, uh, so we can use their um, practice boats out of St. Peter's Square. And with it, your oars, is that it? With why everything, yeah, seats, bring, oars, oh, okay. or everything you bring, yeah. and then um, you just set it up, and it's a wonderful way to get out in the water. Um, I always need somebody with me. I can do it by myself, but it's it's just easier to have two people. So why did you get rid of your own dory if you're still doing it? Uh, my dory died of old age. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it happens to all of us. Yeah, it, it, it kept the, uh, we had to keep it out one year when I was sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you can't keep a dory out. I gotcha. And uh, it died. Yeah. yeah. Well, I heard your husband, a dory is you. Sorry, that went over with a huge bomb of silence, and uh, <laughs> so that's great. So, do you have any Gloucester local political ambitions? Uh, no, no, not at all. I just uh, try to support the people, generally women who do run, and mm-hmm. um, I used to work for uh, Pat Fierro for many years in her election campaigns, oh. and but. Um, no, I think I'll let people who really want to go in there and wrestle with the pigs mm. go wrestle in the mud. <laughs> and uh, I'll just You'd rather just pat the pigs from yeah, the side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. stand I'll off and wave try at try them. I help as Yoo-hoo. best I can. <laughs> so tell me about your pig. I heard your pink pig is the real wacko one. Oh, Iggy, but no, I love Hamlet too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wacko, I didn't say bad. No, I didn't no, say, no. Yeah. So Iggy, uh, we got just three years ago, two years ago. She was, um, friends called, as this often happens, how we get animals, friends called and said, there's somebody here in Gloucester, somebody they know in Gloucester was about to be evicted unless he got rid of his uh, apartment pig, who he was only babysitting for anyway, and could we uh, take her in? And even though it was just two weeks before my daughter's wedding at the farm, I was like, okay. And so we took Iggy in. She was very small. They called her a teacup pig, but basically she was being fe- underfed to keep oh. her that small. Oh. And then she, and it was two weeks of just uh, horror of trying to acclimate her to the hamlet because every time we let her out of the crate, she'd attack the pig we already had. Mm. And then eventually my husband said, no, you've got to walk away from this. And we'd let them just 
work it out. Work it out. And mm-hmm. we came back a half hour later, and they were covered in scratches and blood and just eating side by side, <laughs> just best friends. So Turf. Yeah. So they that's just their way at going for each other's throat. is just yeah. their way of saying hello, uh-huh. apparently. Well, they haven't mated or anything. Um. Well, no, Hamlet doesn't have the facilities. For I gotcha. Okay, he's an older. He, no, he's he's bit he's a gelt. He's, he's fixed. Uh, he's fixed. I gotcha. And how about the other one? Um, Iggy, we couldn't find anybody to uh, spay her when she was small enough to be spayed. Oh. So now she goes into heat still every three or four weeks, and. Um, and she always will. Does she attach herself to the other animals? Or, or, or you, us, or? and she just gets a little loving. Oh, my God. She, says she loves the uh, donkey especially. Yeah. Is that the, the black one, the Iggy? Iggy? Iggy is the pink pig. The pink pig, okay. Yes. And then and she uh, falls in love with the donkey. Ah. Oh, once a month, you mean? Once yeah, month. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd love to see their little thought balloons if it was a cartoon. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, and you have chickens? Chickens, and it's, we just had problems with chickens. And roosters. And roosters. As I said, we take in rescues, and um, people are always trying to get rid of their roosters because... Um, who yeah, wants them, yeah. Yeah, who wants yeah. them, and uh, that also city regulations. If you have chickens downtown, you can't have roosters. Oh, of course, they make the noise. So if uh, people end up with roosters because you don't know until puberty, um, you know, we'll take them in, but we can only guarantee safety to one rooster at a time in the shark cage, basically, right. outside. Well, explain that to me. You have an inner cage? And yeah, the- so the, it's, there's so many predators out there for chickens that are are. Uh, females are laying hens and one rooster the rooster we have now was was born on the farm are uh, there outside is a cage a big okay. walk-in cage that's got a top to it and is impenetrable and then an inside area so when we take and rescue roosters we can't guarantee them that safety and they run free in the barnyard with the other animals with the other animals yeah. and uh, they right now we have Daryl, Daryl, and Daryl, three <laughs> beautiful white silkies, bluefoots, and um, and nothing hurts them. They have found a way to stay away from predators wow. living in the goat house. Um, nobody will step over the pigs who are who can be killers. To get to them. To get to gotcha. them. Gotcha. Yeah. Certainly no coyote or... Nothing or, will mess with yeah. a pig. Yeah, because no. raccoons seem to be on the wane. Yeah, uh, well, raccoons, ever here. since they, uh, they got their rabies or distemper... About ten years ago, yeah. they're just beginning to come back. Every once in a while, I see one, but it's certainly not like it was. Crazy raccoon time. So the three Daryls are bluefoot. What is a bluefoot? Uh, that's just a chicken breed. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, you mean their skin is blue? The skin is blue. So their oh um, their waddles are blue, uh, bluish purple, and their feet are quite blue. I waddle around when I'm feeling blue. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Three strikes in my mouth. Okay. Well, um, so that is so interesting. And the other chickens are pink or whatever the color the of a yellow, chicken body. Yes. Yellow. Yeah. Okay, yellow sorry. flesh, yellow feet, yellow yeah. beak. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Well, you are fabulous. What an interesting guest. Anything else you want to say? Want to shout out to uh, anyone? Yeah. Husband, family, kids? Yeah. You got um, any grandchildren? No, we are expecting our first um, just coming up in a couple of weeks. Are you kidding me? Nope. Okay. Yeah, because you look a little young to be a grandma, but 
I'd heard through the grapevine. I, I, I was a child bride. Uh oh, that's yeah. right, a child bride. Yeah. I like that, mm-hmm. just like Iggy the Piggy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Joanne Hart, you are such mm-hmm. an interesting persona, and mm-hmm. I so appreciate you coming out yep. today. And again, I want to thank Jim Capillo, my engineer, and Glasta for joining us. And we will see you all next time on Fish Town Local. I'm your host, Gordon Baird.